You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What would you do if you had to give up your freedom? Well, that's um, also a valid question in 2020. Yeah. Sorry. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. That's Charlotte Wilder in our New York studio. God damn it, we're going to talk about Pacers Bucks one more time. I Thank can't God. get enough. If I don't look up at my television and see Pacers Bucks playing at least every other night, I'm going to write a strongly worded email to Adam Silver. Back in the day, you would play your division rival when there were only like 24 teams in the league. You would mm-hmm. play the division rival five, six, seven times, right? So I don't think anyone cares that the Pistons played Detroit last night. You know, you could take one of yeah. those games away off the schedule and put onto the schedule another Pacers Bucks. Pistons played Detroit. See? Shows how much I care. Bucks and Pacers. Again, the Pacers just handed them their hats. Is that a saying? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like when you're 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 being shown the door, they give you your hat. Like here's your oh. hat, you know, because back in the day, people had to take their hats off and put on the hat rack or whatever. Right, so right, it's right. like here, take your hat, you know, get out of here. Like oh, well, I'll just keep my things and go, you know. Like that's that's how it used to be, like in the thirties. Right. Okay. So where the the time that I come from? Um, yeah. See? Yeah. I I love watching them. I love watching them. Tyrese that behind the back pass where he like flipped it over his head to Miles Turner. You can't. I, it it. I didn't even see it happen. It happened so fast that I was like, how did the ball go from Tyrese to Turner to the basket? I did. It's yeah. it's it's like magic. Like magic in every sense of the word. Uh, you know, like in the last five games. He's had 76 assists. Guess how many turnovers? I, I think, is it like now, Hold three? on, let me, let, let me say this. 76 yeah. assists. Now, typically, if you have an assist to turnover ratio of three to one, mm-hmm. that was like, oh, you're really good. Wow, that's, that's, that's excellent. Four to one. Right. Oh, my God. He's really, really uh, efficient with it, right? To the point where people thought assist to turnover ratio was a bad stat because it mm-hmm. discouraged risk-taking, like, inherently in getting assists if you're a good playmaker is a certain amount of risk baked in i'm trying to create offensive opportunities we're not talking about swing swing we're talking about threading the needle and throwing lob passes and and things like that so three to one you're good four to one look at this guy what do you think six seven seven 76 assists to seven turnovers that is a shade under 11 to 1 of an assist to turnover ratio. I'd heard at some point his assist ratio was, you know, some insane number to three. So I was like, well, maybe it just stayed at three because that's how good this guy is. Like, I'm never, I'm not going to count him out when it comes to stats that are absolutely nuts. First of all, he's fun to watch, man. Like, that's, let's just start there. He's so fun to watch. But it's not like, hey, this guy puts up stats, but I don't know how good he really is. It's, oh, 
That's why they're good. Right. And for him to do it against one of the contending teams in the league, the Milwaukee Bucks, and to do it multiple times now. This isn't like, oh, he had a good game. We'll get him next time. Like, this is, he's doing this. This is what he yeah. does to you. He does yeah. this again and again and again. And he added 30, like, the 31 points is almost like the cherry on top. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, he dropped 30 on him. Like, right. I'm stuck on this dude slicing and dicing teams up. And I know the Bucks aren't the defense that they once were, but 12 assists to... I believe, what was it, zero turnovers last night? Yeah, 12 assists, zero turnovers. First of all, the joy that he plays with. Like, he is yep. so happy to be out there. He smiles more than I feel like any other player. He gets the crowd involved. Environment determines more about individual performance than individual character because the environment you're in, you you mold yourself to that and seeing yep. Tyrese he he inspires the other guys around him he's like I'm having so much fun you're having fun with me he is creating opportunities for them he is the reason that they can get those shots off he's a very generous player right. yes it makes basketball sense but it also makes team chemistry sense and I think that that is also really fun to watch because you see other guys light up and just you know it, it's infectious I, I've always said like five percent of the NBA are guys that are, no matter where you put them, no matter how bad the locker room is, no matter how bad the environment is, no matter how bad the situation is, they're going to be consummate pros. They're going to do the right things. They're going to eat the right things. They're going to like have reasonable, balanced work-life schedule stuff. Uh, they're going to get their work in. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be positive, all those things, right? doesn't matter where you put them. 5% doesn't matter where you put them. They're always going to be pieces of shit, right? They're always going to be the guys that are going out late and staying out and not taking care of their bodies and not, and not, you know, practicing hard, doing the bare minimum to get by, basically. It doesn't matter if they could be in a locker room of all Hall of Famers who are driven. They're just going to be who they are. The remaining 90%, they're just following mm -hmm. what the crowd is doing. We a good locker room. We all, like, okay, I'm going to do the good stuff. Or, we're bad locker room. We're selfish. I'm gonna be bad and selfish as well. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important when you get a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. But then when that person is also your best player, yeah, <laughs> it's through the roof. That's why guys like Steph Curry and Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett and LeBron James, like that's kind of what pushes them to that next echelon. It's not just that they're great players. It's also yo, these are great teammates. They take yeah. care of their pals or whatever. They make sure everyone feels included and everyone comes to work with a sense of purpose. And it's not just the players. The coaches feel it. The the staff members feel it. Everybody feels it when you got a guy like that. Conversely, you can have a great player who is an energy suck. Mm -hmm. They come in and they're like, like, these are the things that really push it over the top. This is when you say, oh, we didn't just get a good player. Like, we got a franchise level player a guy who can carry this team for years to come and so now instead of being on a constant hunt of like oh we need a franchise but we need a star or whatever now you're in the Indiana Pacers like now you get to phase two which is how do I find the right guys to surround them with yeah I I think too that that when you see Halliburton surrounded 
by some of the right guys, I would say. I think a lot of the right guys. I think when you watch him and and the team play against the Bucks, it it also becomes clear, you know, people talk about joy a lot in on players' faces and and how they play, but I I think it's actually a different word. I think it's delight. I think that mm. these guys are delighting in what they're doing, and I think that there's the high of winning, but there's also the high of, like, everything's clicking, you're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. But I think it's also, yes, you see it in terms of how the Bucks are playing against the Pacers, but you also see it in attitude. Like, I, I don't, I, I feel like Damian Lillard just completely deflates against the Pacers, and I feel like Giannis gets frustrated, and then they can't work together, and you see everything just sort of crumble, especially in the you know last quarters of, of all of these games. So I, I just pray to God or, or whoever is out there that we get a playoff matchup between. Exist- existential crisis for Charlotte Wilders. I pray Every to God day. or whoever's out there. Exactly. <laughs> I want to cover my bases, I mean. <laughs> Do it in the playoffs. She gets to the afterlife and says, to be fair... I, I let the door open. <laughs> there are like these the, gremlins around me, and I'm like, I, I didn't say you weren't there. Yeah, I, I had let the door open. Is it trouble in paradise, or is it paradise in paradise? Because this is the matchup of two paradise teams, Miami and L.A., and the Heat went into the Los Angeles Lakers building, Crypto.com or whatever it's called. <laughs> Okay, I like calling it Staples. All the old people call it Staples. I'm going to keep calling it let's, Staples. Let's keep calling it Staples. As the <laughs> Lakers lost 110 to 96 to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat were missing Jimmy Butler. They were missing Caleb Martin. They were missing Haywood Highsmith. There's three rotation players, including two starters. And uh, in their place, they started Hakez and Jovic. And mm-hmm. so with, with Tyler Hero, that's pretty much the package that the Blazers were offered for Damian Lillard. And those guys uh, went out and balled last night. Hero, 21 points, six rebounds. Uh, Jovic, 15 points, eight rebounds. And Hakez, 16 points and eight assists. As as I said, the Miami Heat steamrolled uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, first of all, anytime LeBron plays the Heat, there is always added stakes to it. Yeah, there, you could say there's some history. Right. <laughs> some history, yeah. But more importantly, the Lakers have lost three in a row. They've lost eight of their last ten. Charlotte, is it time for the Lakers to hit the red button and start panicking? Which panic button? The fire the coach red button or the whatever many player? Whatever panic means, right? Yeah. Is this Okay. I I think it is because you can't even blame it on Anthony Davis. He scored at least 20 in the past six games. And I feel like Anthony Davis has been a very trustworthy blame person for it's either that he's hurt or he's not performing uh, and he's performing. And clearly something is just not working. We're going to play a little game of who's lying in a minute here. I mean, and I have mm-hmm. a, an Austin Reeves quote that I'm going to tease for the people, but I'm going to save for that game. I think... Um, it it just looks it's not the, i don't think the depth that we thought was there is there i think I, a lot look, of people the, the you depth didn't, that oh, sorry, y'all we, thought yeah that we all you didn't you said it from the beginning there yep. were a lot of people who thought that they had depth with Gabe mm-hmm. Vincent and Rui Hachimura and blah 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 and i i do not think that that depth i mean i know Gabe's been hurt but we've yep. got there's there is there is trouble in paradise of the southern california not florida variety 
to be to be fair, Rui Achimura did not play last night. D'Angelo Russell did not play. But again, I I would think like for Miami, their best player didn't play. Right. Right. Their best player didn't play, and another one of their starters in Caleb Martin didn't play. And some would argue that Highsmith was a starter at the beginning of the year, so he's that's three starters. Yeah. I know with Miami that that that's a little bit more fluid. Lakers had their two best players and started their starting lineup. And so that, I mean, it's, and again, it's not just last night. It's the last 10 games and it's not just that they lost. It's they got outscored 38 to, they gave up 38 points in the fourth quarter to a Miami team that I would say is not exactly an offensive juggernaut, right? Even with everybody healthy. I think this is a fringe top 10 offense with everybody healthy without them. They're middle of the road at best bottom half of the league at worst offense. So the fact that the Lakers defense, which is kind of the thing that they hang their hat on because they're not that great offensively either. Right. They couldn't, they couldn't stop Miami in the fourth quarter. That's tough. So that's, here's that's my a, question mm-hmm. to you. I mean, what would you do to fix this? Or what would you do to start to try to change things? Cause then everyone's like, Oh, Zach Levine. Like, do you think he's, can he like, I feel like there's bigger problems than adding one guy. Yeah. On the one hand, he's 39. He's doing it. Last night, he only had 12 points. Like, is this how it starts? Like, uh, oh, errant game here or there. So this window feels like it's rapidly shrinking. So if we're going to do this, we got to do this right now. And we got to go all systems go, right? Flip side, he's 39 years old. Am I going to do deals now that will only marginally improve my chances of winning, but will have reverberations and long-lasting kind of um not circumstances what the word i'm looking Could for really screw ramifications you in the future yeah. yeah so zach levine is an example of that do yeah. the lakers need help with offense yes is zach levine a good offensive player yes are you comfortable stuck with all that money and basically are you comfortable with a a world where the lakers have zach levine and you know austin reeves and that's that's your core now like probably not that's not a good team right still not it's still not denver levels it's still not celtics levels it's still not you know hell like i i don't even know if that they're as good as the sixers who have been playing really well so you know, and then if you look in the West, it's like, all right, are they, does that make them better than the resurgent Clippers? Who, who they're they've had the opposite. They've they've won eight of their last ten games and are on a really hot streak. Does that make them better than the Minnesota Timberwolves, a young team? Yes, but look, they they're pretty dominant, particularly on the defensive end. Does that make them better than the Thunder, who seem to be incredibly deep? I don't think so. I don't. I I don't know. I don't know if he's yeah. at that level where all he needs is a little bit of a Zach Levine, and now we're good. No, he also, it's something as simple as like when you, as we were talking about earlier, you watch the Pacers, there's delight, there's joy, it's fast, they're young. You cannot yeah. replace that. You can't turn back. You can't turn back time, um, yeah. which is basically what the Lakers are are fighting. It's they're fighting physics and like the way the world works right now. So I feel like... I don't know. Maybe we need to do a hype me up for Lakers fans tomorrow. I mean, yeah. because I, I, it might be real sad sure, after hearing what you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the world has always worked like that. Not, not it's not. Oh, hey, this time thing, huh? Whoa. Well, that's what <laughs> I mean. 
It always yeah, has. And the Lakers are yeah, pretending you it, said, the Lakers the, are like, wouldn't it be cool if it didn't? You said the way the world works right now. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Mm. Yeah. Like, That's interesting. I think it's like, it's, hey, man, let me tell you something, man. This wasn't how it was back in the 80s. In the 80s, well, we did forever. I've seen Back they, to the Future. And then, like, Al Gore, the internet, the, and time all happened around the same time. And it's never been the same. Yeah, and Mark Cuban got out before anybody else did. Yep. <laughs> Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Amin, are you ready for my favorite game? A game where we try to tell if people are telling the truth or... Think they're lying, but saying... Are you ready for a game of who's lying? Yes. We're going to start off. I'm going to... Since we're in New York City, I'm going to stay right here in New York City with Jalen Brunson. After the Knicks beat the Bulls, Brunson had 13 assists, and he said, you know, humble, humble, sweet Jalen Brunson, the ball is just going through the hoop when I pass teammates the ball. It's not me. It's the ball is going in the hoop. It's them. It's all them. Is Jalen Brunson lying no <laughs> i listen up because i'm a rabble rouser i'm gonna rouse some rabble right here rabble are you okay. ready to be roused yeah all right cool so that sounds to me like someone's like yeah i've been passing them these same passes all year long it's just they're <laughs> finally starting to make shots like about time oh yeah oh. yeah i don't think he really oh. means that but i i, I that in my head canon that's what's happening I yeah, like he's, that. yeah, he, he's, he's like, oh, I, I'm, look, here, watch, watch, watch. Misses the shot. What am I, is that me? I don't know. That's not me. I'm giving you good passes. <laughs> Nothing's changed on my end, yep. my friends. Okay. Ball's going through. Well, the now we're going to, we're going to go to sunny Los Angeles where we just spent a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Austin Paradise. Reeves, he said that the mood was because of the Lakers losing streak. And he also said the vibes were off. But then he clarified. He came back and he was like, when I say the vibe is off, it's not like we don't like each other. It's we're losing. But I don't want to get that twisted on us not liking each other. Everybody in the locker room gets along. Tentative truth. Tentative truth. Yes, because if you keep losing, see how LeBron likes you then. Right. Okay. (laughs) See how y'all get along then. (laughs) Y'all keep losing. (laughs) <laughs> that that's not that's not how that goes. So okay. yes, true. Like if they start winning again, everything will be fine, or at this least not losing this a, many. A little bit like he's 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 saying they like each other a little too often for me. I'm like 
that's when I mm-hmm. start to be like, are you guys good? This this was like uh, the last year of the Jazz with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell when they, mm-hmm. clearly that relationship was broken. And Quinn Snyder tried to convince everybody, no, there's no problem. Like They, they rode the bus together to practice. <laughs> and, like, did they, and then he added this weird extra, like, did they have breakfast together? No, they sat at different tables, but they like each other. I'm like, why would you add that? Why would you say any of that? Oh, so, yes, I get what you're saying. This is Damian Lillard after losing to the Pacers again. He says, I think the embarrassing part is that we're just so much better than what we've shown in games against them. I also don't look at it like, oh, it's just a regular season. We wanted to win these games. There's a lot that he could be lying about there. Yeah. Is he telling the truth? Yes. Is he right? No, I'm not saying they're as bad as they've been in those games, but like you are what like you you play the game. They ain't yep. want no extenuating circumstances. If you're better than that, then you should have shown it. You had two opportunities this week to do that. Yeah. And you actually look worse the second time than you did the first time. So Prove it, Dame. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to my favorite. This mm-hmm. is uh Duncan Robinson who uh-huh. went to Michigan. He was asked if he agreed with Jim Harbaugh when Harbaugh said that Michigan is America's team heading into the uh, national championship where it's Michigan against Washington. Duncan Robinson says, Jimmy said it best. Jimmy Harbaugh, that is. America loves an underdog that's fought through some adversity. They've been through quite a bit, so I think he's right on in saying we're America's team. I should ask you, you're the college football aficionado. I I, I don't know. So let Let's let's flip let's us flip it our, around. So Charlotte is Duncan Robinson lying. Yeah, he's lying. Everybody hates oh! Michigan unless you went to Michigan. <laughs> I don't even think he. I don't even think Duncan Robinson could possibly believe it. I just think he didn't want to be publicly going against Jim Harbaugh saying Michigan was not America's team. Okay, I would I would not have guessed that. Bringing it to our favorite sad team, the Detroit Pistons. After they lost to the Jazz, who were playing with sad boys, yeah, the sad boys without their three, without the Jazz's three best players, uh, Monty Williams, Coach Monty Williams, always good for a quote. He said, "A lot is going through my mind." Remember what he said? They're starting to figure it out. <laughs> that was so long ago. They've won like since a simpler then. Time. They've won since then. So I, I like. I, They've won once. Um, I mean, since hey, look, that's more than what they'd won before that, right? In the weeks Fair. before that, um, a lot. No, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. He's starting to think. You know what he's starting to think? He's starting to think, is it really worth it? Is the money really <laughs> worth it? Hey, Monty, it is. Trust me. Yeah. Keep going, just, Monty. Just keep being bad. They'll fire you. You'll keep all your money. And then you get to spend all the time you want with your family. It's a win-win situation. Don't stress about it at all. <laughs> I, I was talking about, I was, I think I was talking, it was okay. Jason Jackson. It was Jason Jackson, who's the radio voice of the Miami Heat, does the play-by-play for them on the radio. He also is my co-host on my Sirius XM NBA radio show on Sundays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. We're talking about Monty and the money, and I said, he's fine. And Jason said something, but you know how it is. These guys are competitors and it's not about the money. I said, yes, all that is true. Also, when someone pays you and keeps giving you, raising the number until you agree to take their job offer because you didn't want the job, and Mm -hmm. then this season happens, trust me, he's not torn up about it. 
If it was like, <laughs> right. if this was Phoenix, yes, he'd be torn up about it because like, yo, I'm trying to do a good job here. You did it literally because they just dropped so much money. You couldn't say no. You're not. He's not broken up about it. No, no chance. The second. So maybe line. he is lying. A lot goes through his, through his yeah. mind. Like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to invest in this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my, my, my family out to do this. Like, maybe that's what he's got going on through his mind. It's a lot. It might not be about the Pistons. Okay. Um, Billy Donovan. Coach of the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls on mm-hmm. their star Zach Levine, who has been out with an injury. Billy and and in obviously trade talks at for many weeks. Billy said to me, "Our discussions have been very, very positive. I think he wants to help the group as much as he can. I think I've said this before. I don't necessarily think it's so much that he has to change his game. It's what he does really, really well. Can he bring that to the table for us?" <clears throat> oh yeah, Billy's lying. <laughs> He's like, I can't stand this dude. Just say it, man. You don't want that dude. That team, like before the Vucevic injury or whatever, they had actually started to go on a real nice little run. They started to feel like I think people had embraced their roles and identity and all that happened in Zach Levine's absence. I I, I don't think it's a secret that, that that's not a match made in heaven, Billy Donovan and Zach Levine. No, uh, <laughs> I don't inc- think it's a secret at all. So, like, I don't know why you're trying to play nice. I mean, I guess they told him, hey, man, I don't, with this injury, I don't know if we could trade him. All that money. <laughs> right. Like, damn, I got I to like, be ready to get him back. All right, well. I'm going to publicly hey, say that- something nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our last who's lying of the day, Amin. We had Dame on the Pacers. Now we have Giannis on the Pacers. Quote um, about losing to them repeatedly. Mm-hmm. You think about it. When you go home and sleep and wake up, you think about it. When you go back and work out, you think about it. When you're about to get freaky at night, you think about it. Yeah, I believe it. Ugh. I believe. You know what's funny? Gross. Uh, I worked. I used to work with his significant other. Oh. And uh. and I knew I like before they had met, and so it's like I know like I know who she is, whatever. And it's just like the thought of like. Yeah. Like there's a much. mental image there, and I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, Giannis, love it. no, creeping into the bed, but then he's like, Daddy's Halliburton, he's I know, he's too like, good. <laughs> it's like, honey, what? Like, nothing, I'm coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, also to say when you're about to get freaky at night, and his nickname is a Greek freak, it feels a little, I feel like you got to use a different terminology. Just saying, he is playfully mischievous in that way, right? So he tells the line, he's not gonna cross it, but he's gonna tow that line. I think we've towed the line today. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow for another amazing episode of Oddball. All right, do we have to get out of here? Do I have to scramble? You got five, you got six minutes. Yeah, you can, you can, you can mosey. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.